from the All Indiana Podcast Network. Discover and support small business making a difference in our communities. This, this is in the small biz on the All Indiana Podcast Network. And now, here he is. Your host. The one, the only. Wish TV's Joe Malillo. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the In Small Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Malillo. And my first guest today is one of the owners of Taylor's Bakery here in Indianapolis, Drew Allen, and uh, fourth generation owner. And him and his brother, Matt, uh, run the business today. It's a great story. And if you've ever been, you'll see some pictures in their in their store of their history. Uh, Dennis O. Taylor founded the, the Taylor's Bakery back in 1877. Uh, 1913. Matt, what? It says 1877 on your website. We'll take it. I think that's when he was born. <laughs> well, 1877, he was born in 1877. He founded it in... 1913. And then Matt and Drew's dad then moved to Allisonville Road on 62nd Street. Um, and now you have one in Fishers as well. Um, it's, since 2003, it continues to be a success here in Indianapolis. One of the best donuts around. Donuts were actually at my wedding... We had donut holes right. at my wedding. Taylor's Bakery is now an online ordering system, something that was forced upon them because of the pandemic. So like other businesses, they're learning to adapt, and we'll get into that in this podcast, and a lot of activity behind the scenes as well. In his spare time, Drew loves to run, walk with his wife, bike with his two boys, Blake and Bennett, and uh, and very happy to have you here, and I consider you a really good friend. I've known you for a few years now. Um, I've eaten a lot of uh, um, uh, Mardi Gras cakes in the morning. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we always appreciate seeing you. Thanks. Thanks a lot for being here. And our second guest is Bob Kennedy. He's one of the owners of Athletic Annex, a run-walk specialty store on 86 and Monon. Basically, it's close to College Avenue. So if you if you have trouble, it's called Google. Use it. It'll find it. Full-service, custom-fitting, and all of the major brands. A high-energy, encouraging place to do something good for not only yourself, but for others. They also... Um, uh, get a, a subsect of elite runners and people who have trouble just standing due to pain. So a lot of doctors visit. So if you're having trouble in that department, go on, give him a sh- give him give him a try. Uh, the business opened in 1983, but he bought it. Bob did in 2014. That's right. And then Bob is also a former two-time Olympic runner, twenty-time Big Ten champion, and four-time NCAA champion while at Indiana University. And he held the 5,000 meter American record. For more than thirteen years, bro, that's dope. I I I refer to that. People say, "How long ago was that?" I'm like, "It was 45 pounds ago." <laughs> or how many donuts? How many Taylor's Bakery donuts? In his spare time, other than running, Bob, what do you like to do? As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
I like to uh, I like to be outside. I love to travel, which has been hard uh, recently. And I have twin fifteen year olds, so I'm a taxi service, and I love their sporting. Events. And and you run your business on the side. Thank you both yes. for for b- being here, guys. I really really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you both. It's wonderful to meet an Olympian. I mean, what a ridiculous thing we had um, last episode. We had uh, one of the one of the stars, if you can call him, of uh, Good Bones, and now we have an Olympian. This podcast is just getting better by the episode. <laughs> Going to the moon. Now let's talk about you, Drew. Okay. <laughs> you guys, um, I'm, I'm today. You know, this podcast is all about helping other businesses succeed here in Indianapolis and Central Indiana. You could say all over the country, really, because it's a great subsect of what business looks like across the country—a microcosm. But I like to go after the advice first, so I'd like to ask both of you in your respective businesses if you had a advice, if you had somebody who was looking to make a jump into into running a business, is there something that stands out to you today after your experience that you would tell them? Just get ready to dig in. Don't expect normal days. Don't expect. Don't expect. Got it. Whatsoever. <laughs> Be ready to go. Uh, there's there's no normal day when you own a business. Those days are gone, and you got to be ready to attack early. What and are you saying? I can't go nine to five there, Drew. That's not going to happen. Uh, what? Not going to happen for a business owner. Um, I'm, I'm assuming there's a story behind that as well. Or well, a few stories. It, it really, you know, business is is constantly evolving. Um, but I think when you're with the accountant, when everything is on pen and paper, it seems easy enough. Uh, but those days rarely play out as expected. I love it. That's good advice. Mr. Bob, do you have do you have a uh, something to say? Yeah, to piggyback, to piggyback on Drew, I think that's right. Being able to adapt. I mean, we if you're if you're going to start a business, you know, everyone you're googling how do you write a business plan and you plan everything out and you have all these things set up and it almost never goes to plan, right? So the ability to hang in there, to adapt, to understand that it doesn't it's never going to work out perfectly and just keep moving forward. Uh, is a is a, a skill set slash personality that's required. I want to hear a little bit also about your businesses. I think let's take an opportunity to tell people about them. Maybe the um, interesting uh, idiosyncrasies that you both run into. Uh, bakery is a bakery is a bakery, but every bakery is different. I do want to hear about Athletic Annex because talk talk about that business model in general and and why you chose to go into other than the fact that you're a runner. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a great question. I mean, we we sell commodities. Uh, the shoes that we sell, the A6 Brooks, Saucony, they're they're commodities. You can get them anywhere, online, in Dicks, uh, uh, anywhere. And so so our product is not uh, we sell premium uh, products in that brand, but our product is not differentiated. So we 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 have a culture and we have a brand that's about inspiring and empowering people and community and fitting people in the right shoe for their need if they have aches and pains or they just want to be comfortable or just educating them on what that looks like and that's the difference and that's what makes our our business work ultimately you um yeah and also maybe helping people as well you know that's that seems to be a vein in a lot of these interviews that i do is that you all want to help people um, how do you help your help help people specifically? Well, my uh, my mantra in our company with our staff is constantly like, pe- you know, people are coming into our store for the purpose of doing something positive for themselves. They either want to get healthier, they want to lower their blood pressure, they want to fit into the wedding dress this summer, they whatever it is, right? And I'm like, figure out figure out why they're there, and it's almost never about the shoe. It's almost never. I want the latest, greatest Asics, Kyano, whatever. It's about something else. And when we figure out what that is, 
And our job is that when they leave our store, they feel encouraged and excited that I can do that. Whatever it is, I can lower my blood pressure. I can start jogging. I can, and if we do that, we win. You win. And it, and that's a really good business model as well because then it ca- causes other people to come back. Absolutely. And tell their friends. And tell their friends. Yes. Um, I wouldn't say, Drew, you're in it to uh, uh, change blood pressure points in your industry. Huh? We help each other out. Just waistlines, right? <laughs> it's so true what Bob said, though, because we're, we're not there just to peddle donuts. We're there to capture the experience, whether it's a, a birthday or an anniversary or a wedding. We're talking big events, and customers want that connection. They want to know when they walk in the door, they've got a connection. You will deliver their wedding cake. You will have their donuts for the office meeting. You will have their daughter's princess cake. You're not going to let them down. So it is a commitment. It's service oriented. Was there ever a point where you where you were worried about that? Is there ever a time where you're like, oh, we got to get it, and maybe you have to put those extra hours in to? to oh make yeah. Sure. I mean, I'm always worried about making sure every order is perfect, and you're going to mess one up here or there, uh, and you just have to own it and fix it and move on. I love that. That's 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 a common theme in successful business is being honest and then making it right if you screw up. Um, I one hundred percent. And and you yeah. guys more than welcome to just if you ever thought jump in because yeah. I'm always. I, I, I do have a thought when he was talking. It's kind of like everyone has a plan, and I think it was Mike Tyson that said everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. Yeah, and, and that really resonates in small business. Hey, here's what we're going to do today. Oh, no, we're not. We're doing this. Yeah. Fire. Here's a fire over here. Yeah. In my, in my world, I come from competitive racing, track running, and, and we always, I always had a plan going into every race. We're going to do this. We're going to lead early. We're going to wait. We're going to kick for home with two laps to go, whatever the plan was, right? Sounds like, and a good, it sounds like a really good plan there for yeah. running, dude. I'm, I'm going to take that. Yeah. And it never went to plan. Never. Never went to plan and the ability to just not fold the ability to be like, okay, what do I, what, what, what's going on right now in the moment and to adapt and move forward, uh, has served me well since I've gained 45 pounds and run a business now. Uh, He's still the size of a stick though. I mean, come on, man. I wear big shirts. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I love that. Yeah. Uh, no business plan or no plan survives first contact. As a friend of mine would say, if you want to use it in war terms, right? Um, but yeah, that's something. Being adaptable, being flexible, malleable, uh, like water, my friend, is something that must be a, a, a thing to do. Which leads me to a great point. Let's—I mean, it's an elephant in the world, not just the room, but it's across the the, the globe. Is is the, the COVID nineteen pandemic? And what are we doing, or what can you do as business owners? So. I love anybody who's listening. Here's an opportunity to learn from two uh, business successful business owners. Uh, it's a perfect example. Taylor's bigger. You guys um, changed and 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 made yourselves a little bit more accessible. We had to. I mean, you can go home and cry on the couch, or you can get down to it. And we tore our place apart. We did a remodel. We installed new equi- uh, equipment to help us be more efficient. Uh, and most importantly, we spent a couple months uh, developing an online system. Uh, to cut down on the amount of contacts so customers can browse our products. They can securely pay for them online, walk in and grab their orders. So again, providing that service, just bumping that service level up another notch. When was it, when did you realize this year, 2020, was it was hitting your business? Because it, it could have come, it could have came a little bit earlier than pandemic and it could have came after. But I realized it on, it was March 14th. Ah, it's a I day. I took <laughs> more cancellations than I took orders. 
we went into the weekend. We opened up the Monday, I think it was before St. Patrick's Day, and it was just dead. And we realized right then this was a really serious thing. We didn't want to get anyone sick, so we said we're going to shut it down. We're going to take our lumps and wait it out. Now, I thought we'd wait a week, a week or two. I didn't know it would be 60 days. If, if not continuous. You took those lumps. When you say you shut it down, you mean you sent your employees home. We sent the majority of our employees home. We How did, many employees do you have? We are right at 50 now. Okay. Yeah. So we had a lot of people, um, a lot of confusion, a lot of uncertainty, and we tried to work through it a day at a time. And there was a group of about 15 of us in there, you know, working on the remodels and, and planning the best we could. Was that remodel before COVID? It was uh, right after. There was stuff we wanted to do, and it's tough when you're manufacturing 24 hours a day. So the shutdown, we tried to turn that into a positive and say, mm-hmm. hey, look, this is this is absolutely a bum deal, but we're going to flip it over. We're going to get this work done that we wanted to get done. We're going to come back and be a better, stronger bakery. And more efficient, too, More efficient. what it sounds like. Wow, that's a great – and it seems to be, again, a theme. I, most of the business owners I have in here have, a, have, have something happen, and then they just – it's an obstacle, but it's not a death obstacle, right? It's not the end of the end of the business. Bob, same thing to you. You yeah. know, you're in a little bit different where the supply chain, in my mind, would yeah. be a, would be a problem. Right. Um, let's talk about how you have adapted. Well, I think uh, uh, as Drew just mentioned, and uh, we were our business was going gangbusters January February. We were up, you know, in the mid teens right uh, before marathon season's uh, yeah, getting good. going and training and march and april are big months for us august where we are now is is the biggest month of the year for us uh, generally in normal circumstances but um when when we shut down per the mandate we didn't we started to truncate hours and truncate uh staffing before that a little bit but when we shut down it was scary like I said, I'm a big cash flow person. I sat down and I changed my cash flow projections to be down 90% in April and down Jeez. 75%. And those April, are big and, numbers in May. And, and that's scary. And, and, and the PPP loans were just uh, such an uncertainty at the time. Like, are we going to get that? Is that going to help? You know, how long is this going to last? And uh, it's, it's scary. And, but, but you have to, as Drew mentioned, you have to take action. And so, we uh, uh, we shut down. Um, we we put one person in the store, only one, um, during the day, from shortened hours, and we took phone calls and we did curbside pickup and we did virtual uh, consults or fittings. Nice. Um, and we already had an e-com business that was tiny for our business, but we had the infrastructure. Great. And then we had to ramp that up quickly with product and um, and and marketing and and getting people to be comfortable with it. And so that that quadrupled in in uh, May, but it's such a small part of our business. So we we got da- we got done with April, and I was I was sitting with our staff, or not sitting, but talking to staff, and and I was like, hey, good news, we were only down sixty percent. In April, and they were right. Like, they were like, "Shut up!" And I said, but it's all about what you. It's all about what you your uh, projections, uh, projections were. are. What your expectations are. Um, well, and, I mean, were you battling just to keep the lights on? Is that how? Was that how dire ninety percent of your business off would have been? We uh, not in April, but you do that. I'm like, if if there's no um, PPP money, right, uh, and this stays this way uh, indefinitely. We've got about seven months. Oof. You know, you kind of do that math, yeah. right? Um, and you're like, well, this can't last seven months, but 
it can. And so, but I will say, so we did other things too. We opened up May 15th when we were allowed to open up with different capacities, different operating uh, 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 guidelines. And we've been up uh, uh, ever since. And our business, I feel we're fortunate because people are at home. Uh, they are uh, um, uh, uncertainty oftentimes brings people to start exercising sure. a little bit more. Their gyms are closed. The Orange Theories are closed. And more people are walking and running. And our business has grown, grown through that. Do you think um, you saw that initially? Or did you even think that was going to be it? Because from my perspective, sitting here at Wish TV in a marketing department, we know that people are going to be home. We're like, here, this is great for our, for our business because, yeah. hey, listen, we can at least get the messages out. Local businesses can then advertise. And the same, my thought process would be for you. Great. They're home and they're stuck at home. And the only place they can go is outside and for a run. That's, That's right. great. Yeah. And so we, we you talk about adapting. We ta- we did yeah. we did free uh couch to 5k kind of programs cool. and and free consults and just just trying to continue to engage people and sure. encourage them sure. and help them move through that. We also come once once we reopened, you talk about opportunities. We saw what was happening and we tripled our digital ad spend. Um, because we thought that now's the time to gain market share as we come out of this in our business with our with with how we're operating. I don't think that's the same maybe for every type of business. No, no, but no, for no. Us it was working. I, so. I love it, and that's working. Yeah, I wouldn't make assumptions about other people's businesses <laughs> in general, <laughs> but that's a great perspective. Hey, uh, let's run into the, run into the storm head first and get to the middle, as opposed to hey, let, let's back out and hope we uh, just weather this thing. You guys, it sounds it sounds like both of you. It, it's about adapting. Um, you guys are, you guys are runners. Tell people how y'all met, because I think a story would be between you because you do know each other outside yeah. of business, right. right? You're not just a bakery owner and a, and a, and a shoe store or running shop owner, right? Yeah. We're, we're, you guys are friends. Sure. Yeah. So t- I used to shop at, uh, Bob's, uh, original shoe store, the running company. And, uh, I never ran, uh, through college. I got out, I was in my neighborhood and his general manager said, you look familiar. And I said, yeah, you do too. And funny guy with a South African accent, <laughs> one of our best buddies, Gareth. And um, he said, let's go for a run. And we started running religiously. And he introduced me to Bob. And one of the best opportunities in my life was uh, they took us to the Grand Canyon. And we decided that we were going to run or crawl 50 miles 50 um, miles survive to one side of the Grand Canyon and back in, in one you day. Guys, what's wrong with you? We, we ask ourselves that quite often. Often, <laughs> but, but you know, when you're deep in the Canyon and there's no one there to help you and there's no other way out literally, and you have to walk up, you really find what you're made of. And it's, it's those moments that I think help you in business. You say, Hey, I've been through some rough spots. It also gives you a, a chance to connect with a business owner and, and talk a lot about similar problems that you have. Yeah, having re- having a resource uh, and a friend like Drew that uh, we're in different businesses completely, but we have a lot of the same uh, concerns, issues, uh, opportunities that we bouncing that off of someone is huge. To making decisions in your own bubble is dangerous. Sometimes. Yeah, and so being able to call Drew and say, "Hey, your merchant services, what's going on there?" Or, hey, Drew, staffing, you know, talk. Let's talk about what's going on there and. That's man, it's a huge advantage. Are those some of the major issues? I mean, what do you think is a topic that comes up between you two on these discussions? Is that is it the same thing every time, or is it always different? 
I think the the main thing that comes up when I talk to these guys is culture, and it's great. It's culture, and you can't just flip a switch and decide that you want to have a great culture. This is something that you continuously work on every single day. You work on it, and it comes back to human capital because at the end of the day, I'm selling commodities too. A donut's a commodity. Let's not kid ourselves. Now there's some custom cakes that can be seen, you know, in a different product class. But at the end of the day, we have to connect with that customers. And it's not just us doing the work. We've got 50 employees, and we need those ploy- employees to fill the gaps and connect with the customers. Um, and that's that's important to us. We talk about the culture and just making sure that, uh, like a rowing team, everyone's rowing, you know, at the same time. A lot of a lot of motivation. A lot of a lot of getting the same thing and the going the same direction. Yeah. How many employees do you have, Bob? We have 22 right now. Awesome. And it's all at one store. All at one store. But yeah. that might be changing. Yeah, we're uh, we're looking hopefully opening a store in Fishers uh, by the end of the year, our second location. When you say culture, I mean everybody knows what that means, and as a business owner, you can kind of feel what that is. But how do you cultivate that? What is what is it that makes it well, something you tangible? To, you, you first have to understand what it is and what you want, and 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 for us, it's all staff members, regardless of what their role, understands simply that we want our customers to feel better about their issue when they leave than when they came in. Mm. Everything else works around that. And so the ability to communicate uh, um, how you take care of a customer, how you interact, how you energize, to reinforce that, to encourage that, to coach that. through To your employees. Right. So that when I sit here and, and, and tell you guys, hey, if a customer comes in and they're frustrated, we're just going to take care of them, that that's actually happening Yeah, every day. And it's not just an idea right. that's that's plucked out of the air. Right. It's or like, sits on a poster. On right. Wall, right? But so, it's something you teach them. Right. And so and so we teach, well, and, and hire. You know, you, you can't, it's hard to, it's hard to teach a personality. And so we tell prospective employees and employees that, Hey, all these shoes, it looks all daunting. Like, I don't know what that shoe is and what that shoe does. It doesn't matter. You're, it's not rocket science. We'll figure that out. <laughs> but the fact that you care about other people, that's what, we, that's what we're concerned most about. I think it's a, that's an attitude of success, no doubt. If you, if you care about your clients, your customers, you're going you're gonna to be a successful business. And, and your employees. And it's that, whole, it's that whole culture of human capital. Uh, because we're in the commodity business, human capital is so important to us and we have to cultivate that uh and we we have to grow these people and make sure that we give them the confidence you know to make these decisions that ultimately make the customers really happy is there and, it, i'm sorry. sorry no 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 but it's and, your podcast and, not mine I'm, oh great here uh, let me i didn't know that i'm just gonna go now <laughs> no um uh, communication to, to to piggyback on what drew just said communication with staff especially in tough times is key and so they Staff needs to trust that what I say, I'm going to do. Mm. What I believe, I'm going to be consistent with, and I'm going to act accordingly. And so when we started to shut down, I communicated and communicated. I understood the fear. They probably were like, God, he keeps talking, dude. Get this guy. <laughs> it's probably true, right? <laughs> and, and, and I told them, you know, this next pay period, we're not working. I'm still going to pay you half. It's what I can do. I don't know what's happening. And as soon as we got that PPP money, I kept communicating with them on where we were on that. We're going to bring you back if you're comfortable, you know, coming back at the time. And just just kind of minimizing. It's still fearful for them. But just sure. trying to stop them from thinking, I wonder what's happening, you know. As human beings, we want 
certainty. We all want certainty. And back in March, I didn't have any. And you almost have to pretend to be able to see the future and just know that it's going to be okay. You don't know what it's going to look like, but it is going to be okay. And then communicate that message. And that's one thing that I figured out is leaders lead when times are bad. Not when times are good. Though. That's that's absolutely right. Oh my gosh! And and if and people, I gotta say, it sounds like your employees are lucky to work for you guys. That's a wonderful thing to hear from a business perspective because there's got to be businesses out there that don't treat them like that, and then now they're now they're really struggling and probably have lost them some of that human capital. Y- yeah. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this: central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figures Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Yeah, I'm sure. Do you guys have friends that have lost businesses in the last couple of months? Yeah. Yeah, being in the food business, you know, there's a lot of restaurants that are that are really struggling right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen a couple running stores close across the country. Sure. Uh, and usually that's, you know, you you were you were in a tough spot going into this, and so this is just something that's going on that just is the tipping point when you close down. I mean, it makes it makes complete sense. Is there something tangible, an exercise, something you say every day? You come into the office and you're like, What's up, team? Welcome to the world. They're like, I don't know. <laughs> that was stupid, by the way. Don't ever, <laughs> say, that that. Your, don't ever say that to your employees. Um, but is there is there something that you guys do that's tangible that maybe somebody listening who owns a business and wants to help change, start changing that culture can do? You know, I think personally for me, it's just setting the tone. Uh, we had a truck breakdown last week, so I drove the truck. My brother's driving the truck this week. Um, it's just getting involved. My dad always said, don't ask anyone to do anything that you won't do yourself and as long as you do that and you set the example leadership starts at the top and then those others understand that you're in this with them you're full of nuggets today yeah no i that is i love it i mean i i i i'm a big truck unloader and loader i set up expos i'm closing i'm i'm cleaning up expos at one in the morning um not because i love it but because we're part of a team, right? Yeah. We're a small company, and those those are the moments where we connect the most with with uh, our coworkers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and plus you get to do it the way you want it to be done. That's also something for me. I could see it's like oh, I gotta set this expo up. I want this thing over here, and I want it over there. No one's gonna do it better than me. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of people who do it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know this this is very interesting. I think um, where do we go from here? Right. We're, we're, how, how do we keep continue forward? OK, we've made it past the. What do you guys see in the future here for the next couple of months? Obviously, the elections coming up, you know, uh, we're come on. You guys are a commodity business. I'm worried about your supply chain. Are you going to be worried about your supply chain in the next couple of months? Yeah, we've been we've been paying attention to supply chain since March. Mm. And um, we we put orders on hold. Uh, but once we opened and saw us up, we, we let them fly. And so we, we have great relationships with our vendors. And so we we have more stock now than we would normally have. Oh. But we also know that, um, there, there are, there are hitches in the supply chain. There's hitches, uh, in manufacturing, there's hitches in transportation, there's hitches in, uh, the customs law backlog. 
And then there's hitches in the di- distribution centers and manufacturers for us. We're seeing we're seeing backlogs from brands because their their e-commerce has gone crazy. So they have to fulfill e-commerce. They have employees out because of COVID, so they're down staff-wise, and their backlog is insane. And so those kind of supply chain issues are a problem for us, but we're just working hard with our suppliers to kind of move through it. And, and so as we load up on product, we know that our brands are like, hey, we got your back. If, if it's normally 60 days to pay and you need 90, no problem. You know? And so that's, that's been great. I love it. I love it. Really, you. Sim- I don't know. I can't even think about your supply chain. I mean, supply chain so similar. I mean, it, you grow. We had a in you, your backyard. Yeah. <laughs> wait a second. You grow what? <laughs> yeah. Wait. That sounded a little odd there. What did you say, Bob? Wheat. <laughs> wheat. 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 We buy all folks. of our wheat in. Um, supply chain similar issues. Uh, distributors. Uh, COVID in the warehouse, so then they miss a truck. Uh, drivers log in too many hours, so you're expecting a delivery on Wednesday, and it shows up a week later. So right now, maybe you need to carry a little more inventory to get you through. You don't want cash tied up there, but it's something you need to do. I, I, I can only imagine it. all of a sudden you have chocolate that's that's you're overflowing. You need to put somewhere else. You don't have another freezer, right? You can't you can't like put it. And then now that's another expense. Now, I haven't been to your store since the um, revamp, but I can only imagine. I mean, you got to lose products sometimes, but. And, and we lost a lot of product. And when COVID hit, the decision was made. Everything goes. And that's just, it wasn't easy, but that was the safest decision. And we've ramped up slowly. Uh, we're back as far as our retail sales. Commercial sales, quite frankly, I'm not sure when they'll come back. When you see uh, Roche and Lilly and IEPUI and these companies uh, working at home for an extended amount of time sure. or not going back to school or not going back to the office, it's going to be a long time. People come in and they get a donut or two, but they're not taking two or three dozen to the office. Right. Although I do want that. That's fun. That's the best part of them. <laughs> Sharing is caring. Yeah. We we get Taylor's Bakery dropped off at the store every once in a while, yeah. and it's a, it's pandemonium. Really. <laughs> I mean, hell, you saw what happened when you drop. He dropped. He goes, "Oh, I'm gonna bring." Drew goes, "Oh, I'm gonna bring some donuts and drop them off at Wish TV." And uh, and as soon as we walk through the newsroom, what did Randy Alice do? He made a, uh, it was a V-line, yeah. It was literally, boom, right there. He, like, ran. It's like, oh, oh, got to go, got to go get my chocolate, my chocolate-covered chocolate donut. Chocolate cake. Um, I'm going to ask you guys a, a, a question. You can take a quick second to think about it, but I want to know who are your maybe one or two biggest influences in your life. Dad. Whether it's, what? Dad. Dad. Whether it's, it, it's kind of, I mean, you're running his the family business, yeah. so I could see where that. Can you explain? Yeah. Tell 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 everybody why. You know, just I remember being four years old, and my dad said, "Hurry up! Just everything we do, we're gonna hustle, whether we're at work or whether we're walking in the car. Everything we do, we're gonna hustle." Oh, I love that. That you're right after my oh, own man. heart. That and life's not fair. But those two things, <laughs> everything we do, we're gonna hustle, and life's not fair. And it's really pretty simple if you think about it. That's awesome, and and. What do you think your dad would say now? Is is he still around? He is. Uh, he makes it in the office a couple hours a week, and and what and what does he say now? Does he say what are you doing all in, in front of me or at home <laughs> yeah. to my mom? <laughs> you know, you just every, blew your mom's spot oh, up there. Totally. By the way, she tells you everything. That's right. You know, everything is the same, mm-hmm. but everything's different. Everything's the same. We want tradition. We want the same recipes, but the way we're operating is just different, and it's not by choice. Uh, people aren't walking in with cash. People aren't 
browsing. It's all gone to credit card. It's all gone online. And that's okay. We, we've had a lot of calls this week that say, hey, we love your new online store. Don't change any recipes, though. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. D- is it, was there ever a point where your dad's in your decision of taking over the business? Like, I don't like that, but you did it anyway. You know, I think you you I have want to hear to, that yeah, story. Yeah, I'm sorry. Gosh, you know, there's probably there's probably a lot of those. Okay, <laughs> that's probably an off air off you know, air conversation. But I, I I think you have to. It's not um, like you don't love your dad, no, but look, you got to yeah. bring it into the next generation. You, yeah, here. absolutely. You you have to respect the opportunity you're given, but then you don't just do things because that's the way they are. That's when you'll get into trouble. Why do you do this? Well, because that's the way it's always been. Mm. If you do that, you get in trouble. You still have to be the most efficient. You have to be safe. You have to, we've gone into a lot of packaged goods because of COVID. That's something we didn't use to do, but uh, you have to make changes on the fly. And if you get stale, you'll die. Bob, what about you, man? Who are some of the big influences you're like? Thank you, by the way, Drew. That was great. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that was great. Um, one of the biggest influences on my life was Sam Bell, who was my track coach at Indiana University. Yeah. And he's a legendary track coach, passed away a few years ago. But just he was he was a track coach and we, te- you know, but but he was a teacher. And um, I still use with my kids and myself a lot of sayings from Coach Bell. I, mean, I remember the very first day I went into uh, a freshman and I went into his office and he sits me down and he says, he says, what, what do you want to do here? And I said, well, I, I want to be better. And if I can win a championship uh, uh, one day, that'd be amazing. And he said, well, he said, I think you can. He is, but, but every freshman who's sitting in every track office across the country now, they all want to be freshmen. So he said, I just want to see if you're willing to do the work necessary to become a champion. And so things like that. You know, preparation is everything. You can't expect to do something in a race you haven't done in, in training. You know, and so those those translate into work life, and those translate into business. That, you know, it's not just uh, 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 put some shoes on a shelf and open a door. There's a lot of work that goes in every day, and it never ends. And I love it. I love the work. I love the th- thinking about uh, uh, how we're going to get this done. I love the strategy and and coach bell was a big part of shaping all of that in me i love it thank you so much for sharing that too you indiana is a is is something of a it's i'm not from indiana but this place is very special and and you both are hoosiers uh, literally you know those yeah. but um what are what do you think makes opening and running a business in indiana different than maybe somewhere else in the country that you guys see on a daily basis I'm, I, I don't know. I, yeah, you have to open another business yeah. in another state to make that well, and really good. And, and Christy Beth, my wife, who owns uh, um, three running stores in Nashville, Tennessee, um, it's it's similar. I mean, it's it's about relationships and connections and trust. and That's universal. Uh, it's, it's universal, I think. Cool. Um, I agree. Yeah. I, not that I run a business, but, you know, in general. <laughs> I think that's that's how you treat people. That's how you do business. Period. I think, I think the Midwest values help too. I think you generally have people that uh, were raised here and conditioned on respecting each other and you know taking pride and and being at a place instead of jumping around from job to job. They take pride in being somewhere twenty or thirty years. I love it. Anything you guys are reading? Anything that's 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 new that you're into that maybe not reading but learning about? Um, because I, I can only imagine. I mean, I'm. <laughs> Let me take a guess. Uh, uh, Drew's learning about how to do online business. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And um, 
No, I do uh, drive my wife nuts probably with my, my business books at night. She says I need to turn my brain off, but I'm not lucky enough to have that switch. So which it, which it, one is that? It, it keeps going. So I get in a lot of the stock market stuff. That's kind of my guilty pleasure. So Okay, great. I'm, re- I'm rereading uh, a book called Conscious Capitalism now, which is written by one of the, or the uh, Whole Foods founder. And uh, it's uh, it's kind of I love it because it's kind of how I want to shape. I mean, it's about it's about partnerships. It's about community and customers and suppliers and that everyone can win. And a lot of times I think people think about business as a zero sum. I win, you lose, you lose, I win. Um, wait, I think I just said the same thing. But you did, but backwards. Yeah, but you, everyone, I think, understands. I got that. But uh, and so th- this book is talking about how everyone can win and. And when everyone wins, you have this thriving business that you love going to every day. And that's that's what I'm looking for. I mean, the networking, the the connections. I mean, the fact that I was able to invite you both here without even a question. You guys drove down to, to Meridian Street here and sitting in the All Indiana Podcast studio and us talk about your business. I really appreciate your time. That's the kind of stuff that I hope permeates throughout the country and that business owners and everybody it is a it isn't a zero sum, sum game because you do gain something all the time from people even if it's not monetarily or business wise you gain something human wise so i think this is really fun and interesting and thanks for sharing and thanks for being here um unless you guys have something else i always say if there was something that i didn't cover right now is your opportunity as soon as you reminded me there were Taylor's Bakery Donuts in the break room, I, I kind of checked out. Yeah, yeah, I noticed. <laughs> he was like, oh, shoot. I got my mouth watering over here. I do, I do to this day, I'll always remember Taylor's Bakery Donut Holes at my wedding after um, – um, the, the, after um, the, it was part of our dessert table, um, but we had so many left over that I ended up taking them home and on our honeymoon. So Brilliant. you nice. you guys were with me throughout. Um, it was a special occasion, and um, that's the dip, that's what the connection is, and that's what I feel like the business connection is. You do stuff like that, and it was absolutely last minute too that I asked. I was like, "Hey, could you do?" And you absolutely did it, and you did it with flying colors, and I. It was a great memory, and I was able to share it with my East Coast family. So now they're like, hey, remember that those donuts we had? Where, that's cool. Can you bring them back with me? That's cool. <laughs> and, and, that, and that's the connection with the customer, whether it's it's shoes or product. But the connection uh, was pleasant, and you know, hopefully they'll come back. Imagine if you switched jobs for a day. Oh, wow. Wow. We should do a we should do a, a wish TV show on that a segment. How could we do that? Where you switch switch for a day? Maybe that's the next iteration of in small biz. Okay. I think I would do it because Matt would be there, <laughs> and Gareth would be there, so <laughs> we're somewhat safe. Well, thank you guys so much, and um, thanks everybody for listening. As you know, I'm your host Joe Melillo, and this was the In Small Biz podcast. Listen next week. Discover and support small business in Indiana. Learn more at wishtv.com. And when you follow Wish TV on Facebook, plus be sure to check out more podcasts on the All Indiana Podcast Network now at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.